This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch. Brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Trump is dominating the House Republican retreat. Number two, the next steps for the AUMF in the House. And number three, what to watch in the banking world this week. All right, Jake, let's get into it. You are down in sunny Orlando with House Republicans who were hoping to really focus on their message, their plans for the year. But once again, uh, as oftentimes happens, all good plans go to uh, to not because former President Donald Trump is once again dominating uh, Republican politics. What's new is old. What's old is new, Anna. Um, Well, first of all, the sun was hot yesterday. And I will say this. There is a wonderful water slide here at the JW Marriott Orlando Grand Lakes. Um, I don't know if any members of Congress will be taking the plunge, um, but we will keep a lookout to see if there are any anybody if there's anybody who is uh, uh, making their way down the water slide. Um, the entire week here, they've been here since Sunday, uh, has been dominated by Trump. I mean, not a press conference or public appearance goes by where someone isn't asked about Trump yesterday. Mark Green, the chair of the Homeland Security Committee, and Jim Jordan, the chair of the Judiciary Committee, came to do a a press conference about the border, uh, and it turned into at least a – they did talk about the border. They did talk about immigration, but it turned out to be a a Trump situation. They were talking about Trump and why they think that this – um, impending indictment by Alvin Bragg, the district attorney in Manhattan, is politically motivated and not uh, not just. So, I mean, th- this is what they've this is what they've uh, signed up for. I mean, it's a conscious decision, I'd say, Anna, to 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 um, uh, to support Trump and to to defend him. But remember, I mean, the um, three committee chairs, Jim Jordan, uh Brian Style of of Wisconsin, who is the chair of the House Administration Committee, and uh, Jimmy James Comer, not Jimmy Comer, James Comer, the chair the chair of the Oversight and Accountability Committee, um, sent a letter demanding that Bragg sit down for a transcribed interview and turn over material from in- his investigation. Um, that is a um, it's not going to happen, but it shows the lengths to which. Um, uh, Republicans are willing and able and, and eager to defend Trump uh, using the powers that have been afforded to them as uh, uh, the House majority. Yeah, I mean, I think, as we pointed out yesterday, unsurprising that House Republicans are coming to, to Trump's defense. They have clearly been long uh, the most supportive and kind of bear-hugging of Trump, uh, particularly when it comes to a lot of, of the, the House Republican members because their districts are very uh, trump you know, kind of supportive, uh, to say the least. I I do think the idea, though, that they start kind of actually trying to find some kind of official way to investigate money that was spent, um, all of a sudden it it takes it to the next level. Um, And I think, you know, the other thing we point out in this in this top headline for Punchable News AM, which is, is important, which is this isn't the only criminal investigation involving Trump. There's 
three other criminal investigations. So Trump isn't leaving the headlines anytime soon. Uh, will be interesting, I think, also just to see how do House Republicans differ from the rest of the Republican Party, from Senate Republicans? I think you're going to see a big divide there. Yeah, I think Senate Republicans will defend Trump and say it's a they think it's a politically motivated, a politically motivated investigation, but not with the fervor that House Republicans are doing it here. I mean, even the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, defended who hasn't endorsed Trump, obviously is close to Trump, defended him and um, uh and said, you know, he would, he said, as the leader, as the Speaker of the House, if the shoe were on the other foot, I hope I would do the exact same thing, stand up and say it's wrong. I, I mean, that is a, um, uh, it's quite the defense from House Republicans. I've, I, I'm not surprised, but I, I agree with you. It is a, um, it is just a, a chess beating d- defense of the former president. All right, let's go to the number two story of the morning, the AUMF. We've got some news here. Top House Republicans appear to be softening their opposition to repealing the Iraq war authorizations, even as it remains unclear whether Speaker Kevin McCarthy will bring it up for a vote. Of course, uh, the Senate is on track to scrap the 1991 and 2002 authorizations for the use of military force, AUMF, against Iraq as soon as this week. And now that once that happens, attention will turn to the House. Um, Kind of interesting dynamic here. Yeah, I'm surprised. Mike Rogers, the chair of the uh, Armed Services Committee, told Max Cohen, our own Max Cohen, that um, he doesn't have a big problem with repealing the AUMF. This is a different position than many Senate Republican leaders have taken, uh, a very different position than Senate Republican leaders have taken. Um, and it is uh, it, it does raise the pressure on McCarthy to bring this thing up for a vote. McCarthy has been noncommittal, saying he'll need to take a look at it and see what it does. Uh, there's not much to take a look at here. Um, it repeals it repeals the 91 and 02 AUMFs. Uh, the Senate is going to move it this week. In addition to that, uh, Mike McCall, the the um, House Foreign Affairs Committee chairman, is uh, also said basically he thinks it would pass. So this does increase the pressure. There's going to be a ton of. Uh, Biden administration officials on Capitol Hill this week, including Tony Blinken, um, the Secretary of State, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. We have to imagine this will come up at some point uh, this week in these many hearings in front of appropriations and foreign affairs and all the other committees in the House that will be dealing uh, with oversight and budget requests from this administration. Um, And uh, McCarthy has a press conference this morning at 8.15 here uh, in Orlando. This is the closing day. Uh, and uh, we will uh, uh, we'll bring that to you. We'll be covering that, uh, and I'm sure he'll be asked about that. All right, let's go to the number three story of the morning. Our very own Brendan Peterson continues uh, to do some really great coverage here on banks and what's happening with the financial services industry in the wake of two regional banks collapsing. Um, he's got a look this morning just on the uncertain week. Obviously, uh, everybody is looking at what the Fed is going to do. It's any guess, uh, you know, what's next uh, and whether Fed Chair Jay Powell who's been adamant about stamping out inflation as a top priority for the central bank. Will they continue on their journey of continue of raising 
uh, rates or not. Um, he's got a couple of things to to look. He's looking at this week in particular the fact that House uh, the House is going to be back uh, later this week, and they are going to be focused on on this issue as well as the fact that the American Bankers Association, Jake, uh, is having its annual Washington Summit this week, and it's a real high profile opportunity right now for lawmakers on all sides of banking regulation. Uh, to talk to to those that are are in that industry. Yes, I mean, what a what a time for the for the bankers to be meeting in Washington. So the Fed starts meeting today. We will get a um, uh, a decision on interest rates. Obviously, the push and pull is stamping out inflation versus the um, uh, the you know the 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 bank the burgeoning let's call it bank crisis. Those are two dynamics that come into collision uh, as as Brendan points out here. Um, we we don't. It's anyone's guess what the Fed is going to do. Some people think they won't do anything. Some people think they'll raise interest rates twenty five basis points. Um, also, uh, the House we, we we got only a partial picture last week of what policy what lawmakers rather think of the uh, collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. We're starting to get more last night. Kevin McCarthy, Patrick McHenry, French Hill, and Blaine Lutkemeyer, um all involved in policy on banks on different levels spoke. It was a um, it was a uh, uh, an interesting view into what they think. They basically said uh, they're looking at the regulators. They don't see any need for legislation um, uh, right now uh, dealing with banks. The House will have a we'll hear more and more from the House this week as they're in Wednesday through Friday. Um, on top of that, this, the American Bankers Association meeting. I mean, goodness gracious, what is the um, what a time to have a bunch of bankers and and policymakers collide in D.C. Uh, uh, as all these banks continue to struggle. A quick note: you interviewed yesterday House Republican Conference Chair Elise Stefanik at the House GOP retreat in Orlando. This is our second time uh, since launching that uh, we interviewed both the chairs at uh, their retreats. Uh, what's uh, your top takeaway from Stefanik yesterday? Stefanik, yeah, this was this aired on C-SPAN, so we have the link in the morning newsletter. Uh, listen, she talked to Trump. She's uh, offering a staunch defense of Trump. She said that um, Republicans will not touch entitlements uh, uh, as part of their budget negotiations. A very interesting conversation. Check it out uh, on C-SPAN and check out the coverage this morning in the newsletter. With that, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you like The Daily Punch, please share it. Put it out on social media. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. And of course, you can subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.